At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Another game day has arrived, game two of the 2023-24 regular season for your Charlotte Hornets. They'll try to advance to 2-0, and taking on the Detroit Pistons. Detroit gave Miami a close call the other day on their opening day, but ended up coming short in a comeback attempt, falling 103-102. to They are continuing a season opening road trip, just as the Hornets will continue their season opening homestand. We'll have a game preview of that one, some stats to watch, and we're going to talk about a recent article from The Athletic putting out an all-breakout team, kind of an all-star roster number of players involved, and a couple of them are Hornets. We'll talk about that with Our guest today, our favorite, Rob Longo, producer from the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast. Rob, we're on such a hot streak here. The team got a win on opening night. We had the first recap podcast yesterday, so let's just keep things rolling. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, but you don't have to lie to the people and say that I'm the favorite on the podcast. You're the favorite because if I can't find anyone, I know exactly where you are. (laughs) Old reliable. (laughs) Before we get into tonight's contest, Hornets versus Pistons, by the way, tickets are available. Hornets.com. Come on out and join us at the Hive. Should be a great Friday night at Spectrum Center. But I want to talk about this piece that I saw in The Athletic, an old breakout team, the 12 most likely players to see big upticks in production for the 2023-2024 season. And clearly buzz is building around the Hornets because after a summer of seeing really mostly negative stuff from the national media who clearly had forgotten how good the core of this team was two seasons ago and how injured they were last year. But it only took one game for one of the more prominent people who had quite frankly put out some negative stuff about the Hornets to change his tune. Uh, Now this is a team that does have some all-star level player. It does have 
some guys that were drafted as high as number one overall, but these are all players that John Hollinger believes is going to have a big uptick in their production, and it includes some big names. NBA champion Jamal Murray for last year, he had a great explosive season. Uh, I'm not sure how much more he can rise up statistically, but he's predicting that for Murray. Mikel Bridges in a new role now with Brooklyn. Tyrese Maxey may be stepping into a more prominent role with Philadelphia. Jonathan Kaminga, lottery pick of the Warriors a few years ago, has been learning on the job. He thinks he'll have a big jump. DeAndre Ayton, now more of the main attraction in Portland. Lind after years playing with Phoenix and having a lot of success team-wise, but they're predicting he will have more individually. From Houston, you've got Jabari Smith, who had a great summer league. Anthony Edwards, a former number 1 overall pick already in All-Star, same class as LaMelo Ball. You've got Scotty Barnes, another former Rookie of the Year, and Austin Reeves, who was named to Team USA for the World Cup competition over the summer breakout season for the Lakers. One last one that's not a Hornet, Chet Holmgren. Well, I'm not sure how you can break out when it's your rookie year, but that's kind of how they put it in the publication. So, a pretty illustrious list here that a couple of Hornets are on. Yeah, I don't know if John Hollinger was scraping the bottom of the barrel what, because it seems like he just writes everything negative about the Hornets, but hey, maybe he'll listen to the podcast and we can invite him on and he can plead his case, but at any rate, it's great to see LaMelo Ball and Mark Williams on this list. In all honesty, you look at this list as a whole and they're all, all these players I feel like are really, really good. I mean, Jamal Murray just won a NBA title. I mean, I don't know what more you can do if you're Jamal Murray to not have a breakout season, but I guess the way that John Hollinger kind of framed this article was the internal debate with himself was just how significant a player somebody had to be to qualify for the list. So they kind of set a higher bar, almost like all top three-ish options, I guess, on a team. So I guess you consider Mark Williams the third option on this team now all of a sudden. I don't know about that in, in general, but it's good to see that you have LaMelo Ball, Mark Williams, two of the younger cores out there on the Hornets on this list among guys like Jamal Murray and some of the other top names in the NBA. So You kind, of, spo- is- you kind of spoil it, Rob. I didn't say the names prior to that, but you, it, it, it's good that you threw them in there. That, th- those are guys- how much I listen to you, but <laughs> I digress. Paying attention. No, they, I mean, it's a great list of be a part of almost all those guys are household names or very highly drafted players or at least on very prominent teams so Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball making this list I think is you know really impactful and it speaks to the level of talent both those guys have let's take them one at a time here I want to start with Mark Williams and this is the most obvious one to me but in certain respects maybe a little bit more surprising because he's not a household name he's not necessarily a top two or three option in terms of the offense for the Charlotte Hornets. He is one of the most important players for the all-around game, and particularly defensively. We felt that night one and in his rookie season as well. What John Hollinger wrote, few players are likely to see their raw numbers increase this year more than Williams, who averaged nine points and seven rebounds in 43 games a season ago, but in 17 starts, it was closer to 11.5 points and 10 rebounds per game. So I'm right there with him. Already saw it game one with a double-double and a pretty hefty one. Mark Williams, almost on accident with his size and skill, can come up with a double-double. And as he continues to become more and more of a, a stronger option for the Hornets, those numbers are only going to increase. Absolutely. And I think there's another kind of commentary part in there from John Hollinger where he was like, well, the Hornets better hope that I'm right. Well, Mark Williams is already good. I don't know what John Hollinger is talking about in that sense. And I understand that national media guys they got 30 teams to worry about we're just focusing on the hornets we eat sleep breathe hornets i understand that 
especially after a 25 win last season that it might not be the top of the priority list for anybody but I feel like it's at this point now where it's just kind of scrolling through NBA social media or ESPN social media and say oh wow Mark Williams had this really big block on Trey Young last night okay let me put him in there like that's what it feels like almost and I'm not trying to diminish or badmouth anybody in the national media but I mean this is something that we've known for quite some time here ever since last season when Mark got into that starting role once Mason Plumlee was traded that he is a really good center he is a tall athletic guy that can run the floor be a rim protector and space you out on the offensive end of the floor as well so it's almost like it's not really a surprise to us again great that we're getting the recognition great that there is some national media attention on a guy like Mark Williams but we kind of already knew about this the other one that's on the list you mentioned him already is LaMelo Ball the quote from John Hollinger have we just forgotten this guy is good and moved on clearly a lot of people did I mean he was injured he was out for more than half of last season still the numbers did spike quite a bit and I think he's prized prime to do so yet again here for this upcoming season. This is the reason I wanted to highlight him. I don't think he just has a chance to be one of the all breakout team members, a fictitious award that doesn't actually exist. I think he could win an actual one. He could win most improved player because that award has taken a shift in the last four or five years. Previously, it'd be a a player who maybe wasn't a starter, jumped into a starting role and was playing obviously for a prominent team, just had a big jump statistically, but not necessarily necessarily a meteoric rise like they were going from say eight points a game off the bench to 15 points per game as a starter and maybe a number two option but over the last few years it's been more and more guys jumping from starter level to all-star level or all-star level to all nba and not everyone agrees with it i'll be honest i don't necessarily agree with it but i do think it leaves LaMelo Ball in a good position to pick up the award. Some of the players who've won it in recent years, John Morant two years ago, he had that jump from kind of fringy all-star to all-NBA, jumping to 27 points per game. Julius Randle had a similar jump the year before. Brandon Ingram had a jump from starter-level stats to all-star-level stats. He got the nod as well. So I think there are a lot of examples in the last five years of players with similar statistical outputs to LaMelo Ball, but they jump from somewhere around where LaMelo was, fringy all-star and starter, to clear all-NBA talent. If LaMelo makes that kind of jump as one of these most improved, he'll win an actual award. And if you listened to the podcast yesterday after the Atlanta game, we talked about if Brandon Miller can be this consistent for 82 games, 81 more games, kind of similar path if LaMelo Ball can do what he did on Wednesday for 81 more games. And quite frankly, he did not play his best on Wednesday. I mean, he started the game, I think, 0 for 8 in the first half from the field. He ends up finishing for what ended up being 15 points, and he ended up being 4 of 15 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3. He also had 10 assists and 6 rebounds. I mean, it was a typical LaMelo stat line at the end of the game, but that first half just wasn't the best from LaMelo, and he would probably be the first one to tell you that. So how consistent can you be? I think the consistency is the most important factor in the NBA. Yeah, you want to get better during the season. You want to gel as a team, but I think the biggest thing is how consistent can you be? You don't have to go out and drop 41 night to win the game. You might have to, but you don't have to do that night in and night out and have it be feast or famine. You can't go out there and you can't score two, three, four points for three straight games and then have a 40-point outburst and then go back to that two, three, four points a game. And when you look at it, I mean, the thing that's always consistent, if you talk about a 14-point player, if you talk about a 15-point player, 
as long as you can score four, five, six points in a quarter, they add up at the end of the night. So that's kind of what you're just looking for is that consistency. LaMelo certainly has the ability to do that as well. LaMelo Ball, Mark Williams, both featured in John Hollinger's NBA All-Breakout Team article on The Athletic. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media. Do you think that maybe LaMelo and or Mark Williams are going to make a run at, again, a real award most improved in the NBA? Coming up next, some stats to watch for tonight's matchup against the Detroit Pistons. We'll talk about them next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte getting ready for Game 2 of the 2023-24 campaign. They'll host the Detroit Pistons. Charlotte looking to move to 2-0. Detroit comes into the building with a record of 0-1, but a very, very close call against the Miami Heat on the road. They had a big comeback, didn't quite close the gap all the way, though, so they come in looking for their first win of the season. Tip-off is at 7 p.m., and tickets are available at Hornets.com. Before we get into our actual game preview here, Rob, I wanted to highlight a, a couple of stats to watch. The backcourt for Charlotte, I thought was very good. And, and there's a phenomenon in sports. It comes in games, it comes in seasons, but I think it's a through line a little bit for a lot of people's thinking. And that is the bias of the first thing I saw. If a player has a big first quarter and then is a dud the rest of the game, well, people have in the back of their mind, oh, he started off four for four. So clearly he shot the ball well, and then they might be surprised to see the stats at the end of the night. Similarly, or Maybe inversely, if a player really struggles in the first 10 games of a season or the first quarter of a contest, you have that in your mind. Oh, they didn't shoot the ball very well, and you might be surprised what you see at the end of the day looking at the box score. And I think that's very much the case for the Hornets' backcourt. Terry Rozier had an almost silent first quarter with only two points. Definitely was loud later on, so maybe not as tried and true to this example. But LaMelo Ball had a very rough shooting first half. When you look at his numbers at the end of the game, he led everyone and made threes. He personally almost made as many as the Atlanta Hawks did. He had four. Atlanta had five. Four for 11 is about 37%. That's a solid, you know, slightly better than league average type of shooting night from distance. High volume. He ends up with a double-double, 15 and 10. He ends up plus seven in the plus-minus 
All good things here for the Hornets. So even though a lot of the chatter I have heard since the game has been, oh, LaMelo needs to shoot the ball better, we're sure he will, but tough shooting night. I'm on the maybe not so fast style of it, side of it, I should say. And looking at his numbers, I wanted to highlight some stats to watch here for you. LaMelo Ball with his three-point shooting prowess from night one, even though it took a little while to get going, he has now moved into seventh in Hornets history, passing teammate P.J. Washington for career-made threes, and he has extended his streak of games with a three-pointer going down to 52. That's the longest in franchise history, and he's also the youngest player in NBA history to make a three in 50 straight games. What do you want me to say after that? I mean, the guy's remarkable, and it kind of goes back to that consistency factor that I talked about in that first segment as well. But again, if Lomelo is able to just do this on a night-in, night-out basis, not start 0 for 8, that wouldn't be the the best thing in the world, obviously. But if he's able to just be level-headed, not turn the ball over, turnovers have been such a big issue for this team throughout the preseason and, of course, on Wednesday as well, where it nearly cost them the game. So if you're able to just be consistent – Consistency is key. Terry Rozier, his backcourt mate, very strong game. 24 points, one away from the game high, which went to P.J. Washington. Terry going north of 10 points, double-figure scoring for now the 243rd time in his Hornets career. That moved him into a tie with Gerald Henderson for, I believe, the eighth most or ninth most in franchise history. So if he goes into double figures again, Today, he will pass him, and also, by doing so, he'll move up on the career scoring list for the Charlotte Hornets. He is right now, I think, nine away from Raymond Felton, who played for the Charlotte squad from 1997 to 2002, already over 5,300 career points. Uh, But these ones are starting to mean more because this isn't just we got a lot of shots to take, and Terry Rozier is the best player available to take him. It's we've got a team that looks like it might be a winner, and we need someone to take clutch shots, important shots, impactful shots, and Terry Rozier is just the guy to take him. Well, he had the biggest one, I think, on Wednesday, too, late in the game. Hornets were up, I want to say, what, three at that point? He comes down, he hits a little floater on the baseline with about 22 seconds left that makes it a two-possession game. It wasn't quite lights out. It wasn't quite the game over, but it definitely put Atlanta in a difficult position where they had to run down the floor and at least hit a three to make things interesting or at least score and then play the long game and foul and that sort of thing, but they ended up missing it anyways. And Hornets get to rebound, and the game is over at that point, but Clutch Terry has been something that we've seen for several years now here in the Queen City, and it's all also starting to show that there is this core here there is this consistency from a team aspect where you have guys that have played multiple years for this franchise and they are very impactful you look at Terry Rozier Gordon Hayward starting to climb up that list I'm sure in a couple of different areas PJ Washington starting his second contract LaMelo Ball is going to certainly be there a lot sooner rather than later as well these are the core guys of your team that have showed up night in and night out year after year where maybe in the past in this franchise they were only here for a season or two and then they moved on to a different team or vice versa. They came in and they maybe finished their careers with the Hornets as well. We're getting to players in their prime right now when they are the most impactful. couple of the stats we are going to have our eye on here tonight. Also, one more to throw in there. I mentioned LaMelo Ball, 52 straight games with a made three. Brandon Miller at one. He's on pace to catch him. It's going to be a rat race, but we're going to find out who wins it. (laughs) Hopefully that's something that we're keeping track of all season long. All right, we'll have our official game preview when we return. Hornets-Pistons tonight. Preview next on the Hornets Hivecast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast. We're getting you ready for Hornets versus Pistons tonight. Charlotte looking to move to 2-0. Pistons hoping to avoid going to 0-2 on the new campaign. Rob Longo, you know well how this works, but anyone new to the HHC, first off, welcome. Hope you go through the archives. We talked to Mitch Kupchak. We talked to Steve Clifford in the last couple of days, so lots of great content there to look for. But if you specifically want to get ready for tonight's game, this is the segment for you. We will pick players to watch for both the Hornets and the Pistons, as well as a stat to watch for the contest. Rob Longo, where shall we begin? Let's begin with the format that I'm used to. Let's begin with a wave player to watch, and for the Pistons, I think it's a no-brainer. you got to go with Cade Cunningham. Played the majority of the game the other night in Miami. Again, it was a 103-102 loss. It was a little bit of a bizarre game. It felt like that game was over, and then late in the fourth quarter, Pistons make a charge. Cade Cunningham had a chance to at least tie the game or maybe take the lead late in the contest, and Drove down to the left side of the lane. Bam Adebayo came in, swatted it. Jimmy Butler saved it from going out of bounds. That was basically the ball game there. But Cade Cunningham was the straw that certainly stirred the drink. He only ended up playing, I think, 12 games last season for the Pistons. Missed the majority of the year. So former number one overall pick. He went for 30 on Wednesday against the Heat. 13-27 from the field. Four for nine beyond the arc. He also had nine assists and three rebounds. So he was sharing the ball. You see the shooting output, and you're like, well, 27 shots. I mean, did anybody else touch the rock? But he does facilitate like a normal point guard. I mean, he's kind of one of those guys that's a little positionless where he could play probably one through three, maybe a stretch four if you really wanted to go to a quicker lineup. But Kate Cunningham looked good out there in his kind of his quasi return after missing the majority of last season with those 30 points. He's the guy that you just it feels like you have to shut him down to shut everything else down. And if the Hornets are able to play defense like they did against Atlanta on Wednesday, then that's good news because they were able to limit DeJounte Murray and Trey Young from the field. Now, Trey Young definitely got his from the free throw line. He finished with 23, 24 points, but he didn't shoot the ball well. And you're able to get one and dones if you're able to get Mark Williams involved on the defensive glass. If you're able to get Brandon Miller in there to grab rebounds, some of those taller trees then you're good to go. So for me, Kate Cunningham is the main player to watch for the Detroit Pistons tonight. One thing that's kind of interesting about Cade Cunningham, you mentioned him being a bigger type of point guard. People envision him, oh, he's a, he's a forward who has guard skills. 
He's six six. Lamelo's six seven. Lamelo's bigger. That's the way that the game is going. He's taller than Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham is a, a bigger frame, kind of a more of a forward type of build than Lamelo is. But still, it's an, it's an interesting point here that Lamelo uh, brings that kind of height that Cade Cunningham is envisioned. All this is a a big guy who is playing point guard. Lamelo is actually taller than him. But I'm really glad you picked Cade Cunningham because I, I think he has to be mentioned in this segment. But I didn't want to talk about him. I wanted to talk about Isaiah Stewart. He's one of, I think, five or six lottery-drafted or lottery-adjacent drafted centers that are on the Detroit Pistons. they got a really young crew of big players. You can't call them all big men because you can't play two centers at once, and they tend to play two guys who resemble that position. But Isaiah Stewart, I think, is the problem to watch because I think Jalen Duran from the starting lineup, at least the other night against Miami, would fit more into that mold of the traditional center, which pushes Isaiah Stewart more to the power forward. But make no mistake about it, he has center type of skill set, maybe not the same size. He's a little bit closer to P.J. Washington's height, a little more stout. Again, you know, if you're looking at body comparison, he looks more like the offensive lineman, and P.J. Washington is more of the tight end wide receiver combo. But that's to Stewart's advantage when he is working on the glass, and that's something he did very well against the Miami Heat, a double-double with 14 points and 14 rebounds. He has three-point shooting ability. He can stretch the floor. He's just a very dangerous player. So, you know, whereas P.J. Washington, Washington was the really difficult matchup for Atlanta to cover the other day. He was too big for the guards. He was too quick for the forwards and the centers, and he just was able to get any shot he wanted. I don't think Isaiah Stewart has all of that skill set, but he is someone who's big enough to shoot over smaller players from the perimeter or from the interior if he gets those matchups. And if you don't put the right size person against him, he can eat you alive on the glass. So Isaiah Stewart kind of representing the entire center group, but he's the one I flagged as my piston to watch. Where should we go next? Do you want to go stat to watch or Hornet to watch? Let's go Hornet to watch. You kind of touched on it a little bit with that center position. So for me, I got to look at Mark Williams. I mean, he looked really good, very efficient in that game Wednesday against Atlanta. Finishes 13 points, 15 rebounds, one assist. I swear he had more than one block other than that Trey Young where he literally just snatched it out of the air with one hand. Uh, He did finish with three steals, five of six from the field as well as shooting. So very effective, very efficient from around the rim. But you kind of touched on it a little bit. I think that for a long time, or at least for the short-term future right now, you go back to that draft class from a season ago, and you're always going to have Mark Williams, and you're always going to have Jalen Duran kind of married to each other. They're always going to be compared to one another, considering that's who the Hornets drafted initially, and then Duran gets traded several times and ends up in Detroit the way that it ended up working out because the Hornets traded that pick and then they go in the direction of Mark Williams and Mark has been phenomenal but it's always going to be kind of that battle I feel like just like it's going to always be LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards in that draft class when they go head-to-head as well so for me Mark Williams has a tall task he talked about Isaiah Stewart Jalen Duran is also a very big body in there this is a massive 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 Detroit team when it comes to size and the Hornets are very long as well but these are just some big bulky bodies that the Pistons have so Mark Williams is my Hornets player to watch tonight and with all that in mind I'm going to go with the smallest player on the floor is my it. player to watch I I'm going with it. Terry Rozier look there's a reason teams go small sometimes against bigger squads they've got a quickness advantage they can get to their spots they force you to stretch the defense and they they bring a different skill set to the table and just as PJ Washington was the really difficult matchup for Atlanta I think that's what Terry Rozier represents here against the Pistons who do you put on him? Do you put Cade Cunningham on him? Cade is still a young player, 
and can be a little foul-happy. So that could be a tough matchup. Terry's pretty crafty there. He could get himself to the line a lot and put Cunningham in a really disadvantageous position. Do you put Killian Hayes against him? That also seems to be a good matchup for Terry. Do you put Osar Thompson on him, the rookie? Extremely athletic but I like Terry Rozier, the veteran, winning that matchup. Terry's got nine years in the league, and Osar is 20, so I think that's advantage Terry. So I think it's just a very difficult matchup. Rozier is such a smart player, and he's so unselfish. He spent the whole first quarter distributing, picking his spots, and once the defense had to honor LaMelo Ball's shot and honor P.J. Washington and honor all these other guys, it just opened the floor up that much more for Terry. So Rozier, second-leading scorer on night one. He's my player to watch here on night two against the Pistons, which brings us now to our stat to watch. Well, if you're Steve Clifford, or if I'm doing my best Steve Clifford impression, he's probably going to say rebounding is going to be the biggest stat to watch in this game. But I got to look at the turnover battle because of the way that the Horns have just played in the preseason and that first game against Atlanta ended up being 19 turnovers. Luckily, Atlanta was not fully able to take advantage of all of them because they only scored 17 points off of those turnovers. But the Pistons turned the ball over a lot in Miami the other night as well. They turned the ball over 17 times. The Heat were able to take advantage of that with 25 points off of those turnovers. So for me, it's not more so just winning the points off turnovers battle. It's just not giving away free runs at the basket. We saw so many of those that the Hawks were able to put together in that game on Wednesday because at the end of the day, what Steve Clifford talked about was the fact that when they were set up in their half-court defense, that was when things were okay. They played a solid game. It was those free runs, those fast break points where there was just no set defense where the Hawks were able to take advantage of that. So I don't even want to say maybe just turnovers specifically, but the live ball turnovers are the ones that are going to kill you. So the turnover battle is what I'm looking at specifically in this game tonight. Yeah, live ball turnovers I think absolutely has to be highlighted, underlined. It's going to be big because Charlotte just can't give up that many free baskets, particularly when their half-court defense has looked pretty good. For me, it's going to be the three-point percentage, and I understand that a point of emphasis here for head coach Steve Clifford is to get in the paint, get more paint touches. I agree with that. I think it comes hand-in-hand with it. You have to get the ball in to suck defenders' attention in so you can get better looks on kickouts, get better looks for your primary three-point shooters. The Hornets did a better job of that in the second half of the game the other day against Atlanta. They need to do that throughout against Detroit because while Charlotte has an edge now with Mark Williams and Nick Richards at the back line as rim protectors, it allows for stronger closeouts. The Pistons have a couple of those guys, but they're still figuring it all out. They're very, very young, kind of like the Hornets guys are, quite frankly, Uh, but they've got a new coach, new system. There's a lot new going on in Detroit. What we do know is they can block a lot of shots. Osar Thompson had five blocks in his debut, four for Jalen Duran. All told, they had 13 It's a very athletic team. It's a very big team. So if I'm the Hornets, yes, I want to get in the paint, but I want to create those lanes for passes and kickouts. And when they happen, you got to knock them down better collectively than around 30%, which is where the Hornets were on opening night. First half was much, much worse. Second half, much stronger. Hopefully they're building momentum going into the game tonight. All right, that's your game preview. Hornets will take on the Pistons tonight, 7 p.m., game two of the 2023-2024 season. And keep in mind, there's at least 38 more home games on the schedule, including to wrap up this homestand on Monday. Hornets will host the Brooklyn Nets 
tickets are available for that one as well at Hornets.com. Rob Longo, can't wait to get this one tipped off tonight. Pleasure as always. Excited, just ready to ride that momentum after game one, and hopefully we see everybody at the Hive tonight. Hive was hopping on Wednesday for opening night. Can't wait to see you all here later on this evening. For Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow with a game recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.